Yeah, it was just a false sense of normalcy going on with me. I was just like, yes, and shakes, and cheesecake, and strawberry, and pistachio Oreo. Oh, that's a new one to me. Where? Wait, where am I? More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. All right. You are listening to Stationed with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Halashesi. And before we get started, let me just say that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. Now that we got that out of the way, hi, peeps. Really excited to jump right in here, y'all. So let's go ahead and start with what I am reading, what I just finished reading. Y'all just finished reading Somebody's Daughter by Ashley C. Ford. And it is a memoir. Let me say that. It is a memoir. It is her debut in terms of publishing in this more traditional route of a book, right? And it is not that long. I finished it in a couple hours. It's really not that long. It is quite a a work in, for me in terms of just reading a, a memoir. As you all know, if you've been sticking with me for the last couple of weeks or from the beginning, thank you all so much. You know that I read a lot and I read a lot of different types of things. But I think this is the first time that I've talked about a memoir on this podcast. So let's get into it. My three words for this memoir, breadcrumbs, even paste, and relatable. Okay, so let's get into the first one, breadcrumbs. Now this memoir, it starts as most, pretty much every book has to start in the middle of action, right? So it starts in the middle of action. And I know from the very beginning, you will know from the very beginning if you pick this up, that there is a very strained relationship between the writer and her mother. And I'm like, okay, you know, you know, at their essence, memoirs are fraught with complicated relationships and trauma, right? Pretty much if you are picking up a memoir, you are about to read about somebody's trauma. That's, that's the genre, right? Memoir is about writing, writing about hard things. Memoirs are hard. And at its best, it leaves you feeling some sense of connection with the writer and empathy towards the writer. But there's some trauma and there's some complications in any memoir, right? And so you start off, you know this from the very beginning, this is likely the central relationship that we're going to be coming back to. So I knew that from the beginning, but I was just, I was a little bit hesitant to believe the author, to be honest with y'all. I was like, "Mm, well, I just don't have the proof. Where is the proof that this woman has really created a life that is abnormal or has acted in some ways that could really leave trauma? Now, everybody can be triggered by different things, right? Everybody's story is, is their story. However, I thought about it like, uh, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And I said breadcrumbs because... Every chapter left you a little more evidence, got you a little closer to where the real trauma lies, right? 
and there's a lot going on for this author. But the but the breadcrumbs, particularly about the mother's relationship, I just felt like there's just a little bit of the time, right? The first chapter, second chapter, third chapter, I'm like, uh, yeah, she might have been a little bit harsh there, a little bit meaner there than ideal, but everyone can't live to ideals, up to ideals all the time. But y'all, just the breadcrumbs, she really left some good breadcrumbs that kept you moving, right? Kept you down the trail. And I was a little bit more skeptical. I was like, I don't know if we really going to find this, this big thing or these big things that I'm expecting out of this particular mother-daughter relationship. And in the end, I'm like, oh, got it. Yeah, it's complicated. It is complicated. And she gives you enough in this memoir to say, I see why. I see why. Right? It some breadcrumbs. And it was going into my second word, even paced. Very even paced. This was a memoir that sucked you in slowly. It was just a little bit by a little bit. It wasn't, you know, the world, right, comes crashing down. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. That doesn't happen immediately in this book, okay? It's even paced. And she goes through a lot of history and a lot of characters, a lot of people in her life. We we get a sense of them. I think it's pretty even paced for, for every character, even when they're minor characters, even when they were, you know, a friend in elementary school or a stepfather or whatever, like you know that they aren't the central character, maybe they're a, they're part of the cast though. And they get an even paced telling recount as does, you know, this relationship between her mom and, and ultimately her dad. It is even paced. And I, I appreciated that. And it, it was, like I said, a bit of a, a a slower ride starting for me. I felt like there was a slower start if you're looking for a bim, bam, this, that, and the other. So much. And there's a bit of mystery. And she does that, I think, really well, too. A little bit of mystery. You want to know about this father. And once again, if you pick up the book, I'm not, like, giving you a spoiler. You find this out within, like, the first page that her father was imprisoned. And you do not know why. So for a long time, you're reading the book. And like I said, there's little breadcrumbs. You're like, mm, num, num, num. I got a little bit, but I'm not sure whether this is going to be a whole meal or not. And she gives you a little breadcrumb after a little breadcrumb. And it's even paced. And all these different characters are coming in. And then finally, you have the payoff and kind of how she ties at least this particular memoir together after that. Yeah. I appreciated that. I wasn't sure. Like I said, I wasn't sure whether I was going to get a whole meal or not. I was like, mm, this feels like a little bit of an appetizer. Is there a, to chapter, you know, four? I still am on the appetizer when we going to get to it. And she gets to it, y'all. She does. It's even paced, though. It really is. And then the last word is relatable. I found that through the trauma, right? Because it's a memoir. It's going to be some trauma. <laughs> There's always some trauma in a memoir. There's always some sense of complication in the author's past. And so we get that. And at the same time, it's not like one of those stories that, oh my gosh, I have never met anyone who've gone through such 
you know, pain in my life and that is awful and they should make a movie about it. And now I'm not saying that they shouldn't make a movie about it because everybody, look, if somebody want to write a check for your, your book to be turned to a movie, yes, so be it. I like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for that. But it's not one of those stories that's just scandalous. Like, oh my gosh, so many scandals. It was crazy. But it is relatable for that reason. It's relatable. Like there's certain, I think, in her life, at some point, most people can point and say, ah, yeah, I've had a, an experience like that or a relationship like that. or I've had questions about my life like she had at that particular time. Like there's just, there are little pieces like I, I have a family member like that or I knew somebody who made me feel this particular way. I felt that it was relatable. And like I said, if you even if you've never been through any of these traumas that she's been through and worked through the type of relationships that she is still working through, right? You get a sense that ah, I can relate to this on some level, particularly when it comes to families, right? Families are complicated. They can be really complicated. So many people have complicated family dynamics and that's part of her story. So that those are my words, y'all. Breadcrumbs, even paste, and relatable. The book is Somebody's Daughter by Ashley C. Ford. It's a memoir. Pick it up if you so choose. It is an easy read, very straightforward read. So wouldn't take too much of your time to do so. And I think you would definitely appreciate, if you like that type of writing, you would appreciate what she has to offer. And I definitely did. So there you go. All right. Moving on to the topic of the day. Y'all, I was listening to the TV. And I know that sounds weird because you usually watch TV. No, I was in the kitchen and I was listening to TV. And this was a little while back, actually. It was when we first got to Japan. And because we didn't have housing, we're on base, right? We didn't have housing yet. We were in a hotel and that's meal spouses. Y'all know that's the life. That's the life. When you first move, you know, you're trying to PCS, right? For those who know, you know, PCSing, which is permanent change of station. When we do that, it's, it's a whole poop show. <laughs> it can be a poop show. We all know it if you've been through it. And so we're in the hotel and living our lives in this hotel for a little while until we get more permanent housing. And I'm listening to the television because I'm in the little kitchenette. And thankfully, we got a kitchenette because if you listen to some episodes ago about my experience of not having my kitchen, when we actually booked the kitchen and having to deal with, oh, you know, okay, go back to the episode. I talk about it. The wildness, the wildness of moving in the military. So anyway, I have a kitchenette, thankfully. And I'm listening to the to the television. And, you know, it it was funny. It was a basketball game this was the washington wizards were playing the atlanta hawks okay wizards hawks game and so you you can imagine right this is springtime late spring and it's regular it's normal and then all of a sudden a commercial comes on and the commercial is talking about something military related and i was like wait hold on now they were talking about getting help moving with a PCS. And I'm like, getting help moving with a piece of support service? What, what are they? Wait, is this a regular commercial? What kind of commercial is this? Y'all, 
I did not realize that there's something called AFN, Armed Forces Network, and they provide television and radio services for those stationed abroad. Fantastic, right? But see, I didn't know that that was what we were watching. I had no clue that we were watching the Armed Forces Network. Y'all, so they had really, really like funny to me commercials about military life. I mean, from commercials about getting some help, like I said, with military moves and like having support for that. They also had commercials about supporting children, military children. And I mean, people at their jobs, their military jobs saying, yes, I am proud to serve. I was so excited to be able to serve in this way and give back to my community. And I've learned all these different things. I learned about some careers in the Navy I didn't know were in the Navy. I'm like, oh, okay. Like a little infomercial, but as a commercial during a a basketball game, NBA basketball game. Y'all, it was wild. And it got me to thinking, because y'all know things get me to thinking. I was like, um, that's, that's, an example of a false sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And these false senses of normalcy, they are sneaky. And everybody has them. Listen, everybody has a moment of a false sense of normalcy, right? And for me, being abroad, for those who are male spouses and families living abroad, you know that moment. You know that moment. Yeah, you go to the donut shop, for example, and I know donuts. Oh yeah, there are plenty of donuts back home in the States, right? There are plenty of donuts back home in the States. So I'm like, we're going to the donut shop. These donuts look more or less like the donuts look at home. Y'all, you get to the donut shop, you look and you're like, okay, plain donut. I got it. Mm -hmm. Strawberry donut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've seen that before. Not so often, but I've seen it before. All right, blueberry. Okay, that looks about, uh-huh. I like a good blueberry cake donut. That's my type of thing. I like cake donuts. And then you get to the red bean with uzu cream, and I'm like, oh, no, I I, I, I have not. The matcha one with the, with the black sesame seed. There we go. That's the word. Black sesame seed dressing on top. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one either. And, y'all, when it comes to food, I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. I'ma try it, but it just it reminded me, sis, you're not in the United States of America. Girl, you in Japan. I, it was just normal. It was just it came so suddenly. This false sense of normalcy for me. I come through and I'm like, donut shop, I feel like I'm back at home. And then and then I go through and I'm like, wait, hold on now. I've been lulled lulled into this false sense of normalcy. Nah, sis, this ain't normal. This this is not your normal. This is a new normal. And so it just reminds me of things. I mean, you've been through the, yeah, I went to a place and they had milkshakes. I'm like, I love ice cream. I love it. Mm -hmm. Love ice cream. And I'm like, yes, we are going to get this ice cream in a shake form, a milkshake. Listen, that's classic. Get there. And I'm like, let me look at it with a different, a cheesecake shake. Yes. Brought me back to Sonic. Mm-hmm. Sonic drive through I'm like, yes, I love a cheesecake shake. Tell me the flavors. Strawberry cheesecake shake. Yes. Yes, I like that. I like that a lot. And then I looked at the next one and it had a little Oreo cookie. I said, yes, Oreo 
cookie shakes. Yes, those are delicious too. No, 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 no. That's not what it was. It was a pistachio Oreo cheesecake shake. And I was like, where they do that at? Japan, since that's where they that's where they do that at. And I like it. And it was delicious. But I'm just telling y'all, it was just a false sense of normalcy going on with me. I was just like, yes, and shakes and cheesecake and strawberry and pistachio Oreo. Oh, that's a new one to me. Where wait, where am I? Y'all, just it's just so funny. Those false senses of normalcy that just pop up. Y'all, I do this all the time. I go to a restaurant around here and they give me what I think to be a napkin. It's wrapped up in a little plastic, right? I'm like, thank you so much for my food and my napkin. And I go and I'm eating num, 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 num. I'm eating, having a great time. And I I open up my napkin to wipe my hands and my mouth and, and it's wet. And I'm like, ah. False sense of normalcy. This is not to wipe my face and my hands after I eat. I was supposed to open this before I ate to wipe my hands, the wet, little wet wipe before my hands, you know, on my hands. That's what I was supposed to do. Take the wet wipe that would have been a little warmer had I started with that, wipe my hands, and then commence my meal false sense of normalcy. Y'all, I got to get it together. There's just, there's so many examples. So I ask you, what are are some things that you just go through or experiences you had normal life? You just going through your life and you think everything is like you normally see it. And then all of a sudden, some crazy pop up that you, you were not expecting. You were not expecting that. And you're like, oh, snap. Today is a holiday. That's why there's no traffic on the roads. Or that's why there's so much traffic on the roads. So everybody's traveling. What what is going on here, right? You you driving down the street, you see a line around the corner, and you're like, "What is going on here?" Oh snap! Yes, they were opening up a new Chick Fil A here. I got it. This is my my normal route, but it's been altered in some way, and I forgot that something new is here. Y'all, false sense of normalcy, it happens and it takes you by surprise. And I know it's taking me by surprise. And it's and it really is, I would say, a blessing for sure. I think it's so important for us to be able to get out of our normal routines or our comfort zones and see and experience things that remind you that you are alive and that things just don't happen the same exact way every single day. And everywhere you are. No, the world is big. Things change, situations change, circumstances change. And, you know, your little normalness that you're used to can be jarred in some way. And you just, you realize, "Mm, this was a false sense of normalcy I got myself into. It's time to wake up and pay attention. Yeah, so... (laughs) That's all I'm gonna say on that. Um, Roof. It, it was funny. Armed Forces Network, and I promise, it's. I mean, I've listened to the radio station, and you know, you just bop your head to like really pleasant sounding pop music in the middle of the Tokyo area. Just that's just that's just what it is. Is 
it gives you this sense of normalcy. And then you look and you're looking for a sign and it's in Japanese and you're like, oh, snap. No, this is not like listening to music in my little small town, rural area or my little metro city in the U.S. No, you thought you thought things were normal. (laughs) You're normal. But that is not the case. All right. Moving on, y'all, to the last portion of today. So I am going to read a fun little story for you all. Once again, flash fiction, original flash fiction. And this one is called Looking a Gift Horse in the Mouth. You're welcome, Johnny said, arching his right eyebrow, voice lilting down like I missed something. He'd given me my next assignment and I'd nodded my understanding. I'm briefed on my next steps, so I match his eyebrow with my own quizzical look. You're welcome for what? I ask. For the feedback? I thought I'd already thanked you via email, but yes, thanks. I've been working at the local newspaper as a staff writer for just over 90 days. Johnny has been on my case since day one. Thus, when he invited me to dinner a few weeks ago, I thought it to be a work-related affair. It wasn't. And I saw a softer side of the workplace, Johnny, and I fell fast. Two weeks, his massive ego, and a few therapy sessions later, and I realized that my little dalliance with him was a huge mistake. The book I sent you. You got it, right? He asked this like he's breaking down rocket science for a two-year-old. I laugh awkwardly. (laughs) Oh, your gag gift? I say, waving him off. Johnny squints, confused. No, he says evenly. It was an actual gift, a practical gift. And you never thanked me for it. I blink slowly, pulling together pieces in my mind that start to make sense but don't make sense. I shift in my seat, squaring up opposite his standing, confident figure. The book on housekeeping? The book on how to keep my house? I say with emphasis on my because his obtrusiveness in this moment necessitated a dressing down. That's your gift to me? He shrugs as if the answer is obvious. Yes, Lily. The book is a bestseller, you know. Really good stuff. I thought you'd find it helpful. He emphasizes the word helpful, and now I know what this is about. My studio apartment. My little studio with not enough storage and not enough sunlight and too many freaking articles and books and magazines tucked here and strewn there and piled everywhere. Still, I invited him in anyway, into my intimate space. And this is the idea he's gotten stuck in his head since he's had the privilege to make my intimate acquaintance. He straightens out his tie as if he doesn't have a clip to keep it in perfect order full time. I'm flustered by his nonchalance, but regroup myself nevertheless. I let you in my house 
one time, and now you think you have the right to judge me? You're a piece of work. First confused, then surprised. I've now moved to mad, and the reason I know that I'm mad is because I'm spitting as I talk. I always spit when I'm mad. Fine, Lily. But you should at least thank me for the gift. Most people do that, you know. Say thank you even if they don't like the gift they got. He takes a sip of his coffee as he steps back from my cubicle, no doubt on the way back to his office to schedule conference calls. The next time you think about giving me a gift, don't, I hiss. At this, Johnny pivots on his heel casually, now walking backwards, a sly grin on his face. Guess that no fraternizing clause is for my own benefit, he says before turning. Jerk, I curse under my breath. Instead of the news story, I open a browser and start the search for a new job. All right, y'all, that is it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode, Station with Stories. As always, check me out on the website, stationwithstories.com, Twitter, Instagram, stationed underscore story. Check me out there, stationed underscore story. And always, always, always just reach out to me. I would love to hear from you all. Wherever you're listening to this, leave all the stars, rate the podcast with all the stars and share with people how this podcast is impacting you. If it's cheering you up, if it is bringing a laugh, whatever it's doing for you, share with other people, share the podcast and we'll be back next week. Every Monday, Station with Stories. I'm your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. Bye, peeps.